Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Uh, are we recording? Um, let me check the button. Yes. Okay, that's good. Everything good? Yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. Oh, make sure you bring that for... Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And our very good friend, Fred Provost. Yeah, no stoplights in my town. Yeah, none at all. I looked it up. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Stop signs, yes. No stoplights. I guess the town doesn't have to pay a lot of money for random stop. Lights everywhere. Light I don't know. Things. No. <laughs> Dude, 2,795 stoplights <laughs> in Manhattan. Alone. Is that just going from like First Avenue across to the west side? <laughs> uh, it feels like you're for sure going across. And, every town. Red. <laughs> and I have commercial yeah. plates. I'm not allowed on any roads yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> oh, but it's a parkway. Right? Oh, no, no. FDR, you can, right? I can't go on the FDR. There's roads I don't even know about that I can't even go on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I just go. I, I see passenger cars only. I got a little soccer mom van. And yeah, I'm you like, got a Dodge Caravan. How is that not I'm allowed? Like, eh, if it's raining, I don't think the police want to get out and pull me over. So, yeah, I just go. <laughs> Kevin, go. Why, Kevin, why'd you buy that blow up doll? Oh, for community. <laughs> yeah, it's a run HOV lane. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, if you have commercial plates, you're not supposed to be on certain roads. Anything that's named Parkway. Parkway, Any parkway. or, yeah. I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, what's the one, the Riverside Drive a lot, and that I'm not supposed to be on. All right, because that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. When I'm in Midtown, I hate to sidetrack the podcast, but when I'm in Midtown and I'm close to the Lincoln Tunnel, sometimes my app tells me it's quicker to take Riverside Drive up to the George Washington Bridge and yep. and go home that way. It's just amazing. Wow. I had my first first round of sitting in the box, man. I was blocked in the box for about... I'd say a good 15 minutes where I couldn't move and I was blocking other traffic and the guy in front of me couldn't move up and it was hysterical. I was like, I can't believe this has happened. And you don't, there's not, it's such a helpless feeling. You're like just sitting there going, there's nothing I can do. Sorry. Yeah, like, I don't want to do this, but I can't help it. <laughs> he didn't move when he was supposed to move and then I moved and now we're yeah. sitting here. Okay. And to bring it back on track, <laughs> this is episode 90 season finale. So that's it. We're over. It's not April 1st. The show's over? Season no, finale, no. huh? No, the show's not over. For the season? Oh, no. series finale is means we're over. Okay. Series, yeah. Okay. Season finale. We're just talking about the flying season. Now, oh, okay. Okay. Now, we'll, we'll get into that on the main topic, but um, yeah, no, we're not, we're not shutting our doors. We're not closing shop. Don't worry. No one freak out. <laughs> no one taking winter vacations. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I was starting to freak out. <laughs> I know. I could hear the panic through the mic, through the headphones. <laughs> All right, so let's let's catch up with everyone. Uh, Fred's been MIA for a little bit. Let's uh, let's start with him. Yeah. All right. Well, I took a road trip. Uh, that's why I was gone last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, wife had a conference in Tampa, so drove her down and had left me with the days to do whatever I wanted until I had to pick her up in the evening. Nice. Uh, so. One of the things I always do when I'm traveling is visit different hobby shops. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything good about down there? Yeah, there was actually a couple of places. Um, I think it was Sarasota. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes, the actual locations. 
there's this place called Phil's. And Phil's passed away, but some other guys are running it for him. And really nice little shop. Not a whole lot on the plain RC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, well-rounded. A little bit of everything from RC cars to kits and all sorts of stuff. But the, the guy that was behind the counter was awesome. Real, real friendly and, mm-hmm. you know, helpful. Cool. Went to, Hobby a yeah, went to Hobby Town just a little bit northeast of Tampa. And, and they were actually pretty cool, too. They, they had some good stuff. They had something I had never seen before. They had a soldering service. So if you had oh, you really? something you needed soldered, yeah, they charge you for it, but they'll do it for you right there in on, in the store. Do they guarantee something? Like say that like you go there and be like, okay, here's my um my gremlin kit, you know, and I need these little things soldered to this little little flight controller, you know, and if they mess up, what happens? I don't know. Curious. Um, I, hmm. I didn't try to have them solder or anything, but they had nice. The station was nice. The soldering station was nice. And then I went to this other place, and it gets bashed on the Google reviews. I felt bad. The guy was only open two days a week, and doesn't open till I think it was two in the afternoon. Well, I show up there a little bit before, check out the town, have a good time, go back to my vehicle, park there, and 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 go wait for him to open up at two. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I walk around some more, come back. It's two twenty. Still not there. About ready to get in the car to leave, and he pulls in. And it's this little old guy, and super nice guy, but he's got this little little tiny hobby shop built into it. I've got pictures. I'll have to post them. It's just this – it's very quaint looking. And it's small. It's tight. It's packed all the way up to the ceiling with stuff stacked on top of itself. Not a whole lot of modern stuff. There's a few things in there. But what's really cool, it was loaded up with uh, 2000 – Seven two thousand eight era type models, old GWS stuff, and okay. I mean just old kits that you don't see anymore. And he, he's got the brand new sitting in the box. Uh, I picked up a brand new in the box uh, vapor. Okay, and cool. that I forgot how much fun that stupid little thing was. And uh, you can you can fly that in inside of a one car garage. Uh, you know about the little mini vapors, right? Yeah, it's a little cellophane and carbon yeah. fiber. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, in fact, it, it was so old the uh, the glue would let go on the wing. I had to reglue it, but <laughs> it's oh, what a great little thing! And the guy, I mean, he's just been in the you know in the hobby shop business for years. He retired and gave it to his kids, mm-hmm. and then they didn't want to do it, I guess. So he's you know, like I said, he's just got it for two days a week. So the people that's bashing him on on Google needed to shut up. He was a super nice guy, definitely worth a visit. Um, I'll put the address in in our show notes, and you know, if you're in the that Tampa region. Um, definitely go by and check him out if you're there on a Tuesday or I think it's Friday. Um, okay. And don't worry about him being open on time. He probably won't be. But yeah, go, <laughs> go and buy something from him. Get something nostalgic that you know you can build and kind of remember the old days of electric RC. Nice, dude. Cool. Got invited to go up to the Villages. The Villages is this little place in Florida up towards uh, Ocala. Does the Village uh, people live in the Villages? Oh, man. It is a retirement <laughs> location. Yeah, yeah. And, Wait, uh, what? A retirement location in Florida? And, yeah, right. Wow, yes, shocking. It, it is a high-end subdivision, basically. This giant, sprawled-out. It's its own town, mm-hmm. and apparently, it's like the highest concentration of STDs in the country. No uh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I understand why, but <laughs> that's crazy though. Because they were known for uh, wife swapping, weren't they? That and, that, and that didn't happen to people I was there. Fortunately. 
<laughs> I, I did check out the flying field. They they uh, they make use of this the backup polo field. So they've got this giant, gorgeous grass field that you know they have the run of when they're flying there. Um, apparently, there's a couple other sites that's within the the villages area that I didn't visit. But the guys that were there, uh, Lewis and a few others, were super, super welcoming. Uh, I didn't do any flying, but I did watch them fly some, talk to them, and really neat setup. One of the guys had made, uh, he took a camera tripod and then had a um, the mounting piece that you would normally screw into the bottom of the camera mm-hmm. onto a block of wood with Velcro straps on it. Okay. So he could set his airplane up on it and have it raised up you know, at an elevated height. Uh, it was an airplane stand. Oh, okay. Nice. And uh, that, that was a real smart idea. I mean, you know, uh-huh. I imagine at that age, it's not something you're wanting to reach down, bend down, and, and get back up and work on, on the ground. So uh, oh, right. <laughs> it was smart. And then uh, up here in at home when I came back. You went to the free clinic? Yeah. Yeah. And they said <laughs> I was clean. Okay. Uh, That's good. No, I got to run a few laps on a practice drone race course. There's a multi-GP uh, chapter just over a couple towns to the west of me. And the guys, again, another bunch of real nice guys, they invited me over and, and let me, you know, even though I wasn't signed up for any of the racing, they did let me go on the day before and, you know, try it out. And it was challenging. I, I, I didn't hit all the gates, that's for sure. Well, I hit a few of them. I didn't go through all of them. <laughs> What'd you bring? What'd you run through the gates? Uh, I was using my FT two ten. Okay. So and and on a side note, I am grabbing up as soon as it comes out officially. There's the uh, flight test two seventy. It's going to be their six inch chase quad, mm, okay. uh, kind of a camera platform. Oh yeah. really? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. It's it's a neat design. It's got a staggered deck, real low profile rear deck where the battery fits, and then the camera area is raised up just big enough to fit your FPV camera. Uh, I have tried out my my run cam split, and I've been very impressed with it. The video quality out of it is amazing. Nice. All right, that that I'll, I'll cut it off there. That's that's my two weeks. Awesome. Flight test two seventy, huh? Yeah, six yeah. inch uh, quad, huh? For chasing. They're, ad- they're advertising on the uh, the site, the store, and they had published it <laughs> on the Facebook page, and then they took it uh-huh. off temporarily while they're waiting on stock. Yeah. Uh oh, okay. page not found. When after I googled yeah, TJ, it, TJ hit it. Okay, nice dude. You luck out, man. I go to I go to some of these places and I I Google hobby stores and I wind up at like some dude's freaking garage like somewhere and I'm like, this is not a hobby store. <laughs> Playing magic. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> why I do the uh, Google Street View before I actually go. Yeah, like, because there's some guy who's got a you know a dealer license or whatever, and that's it, and he's shipping the stuff to his house or something. We have mm. a guy like that down here where I am. But he actually has a hobby shop in his garage. You wouldn't know it from looking at it from the outside, but you walk in, it's and another one that's just crammed to the gills with with stuff, parts and kits and everything. Uh, so that's another one. It's just a super nice guy. He's been in the hobby for literally forever. Nice, Steve. You want to go or should I go? No, you can go. That's cool. All right, man. Well, I was awesomely busy prepping for the heli jamboree in Rochester. Flew on Saturday. It was a freaking awesome day to go to the field. It was like 72 degrees, no wind. It was just really nice day. It's great to see everybody back out at the field because we've been under the TFR for three weeks, almost the whole month of August. It felt like a month. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. It was good to get out to the field. I brought 
the 690. I flew that. I flew my Nitro. Mm-hmm. I brought my P-51 and my P-40. And Fred, that P-40, man, I really like that plane. I've been having a good time with it. Got a couple more flights on it. Which, That's the, which kit was that? It's the Hobby King P-40. And, you know, the first thing you do when you get that is throw those decals in the garbage because that's they're terrible. Yeah, to peel right off. <laughs> but And you have to add a whole bunch of nose weight to get it to CG out correctly. But once I did that, and and I'm, well, <laughs> and I'm adding to it, and I also ripped off the uh, landing gear the first time I tried to fly it. So <laughs> what I did was I customized some E-Flight, uh, you know, rotating 90-degree retracts into mine, and they've been holding up fine. It's they're, they're narrow to begin with, so landing's not easy, but I've been... I've been taking off with flaps and without flaps, and and I've been definitely landing with flaps, and the landings just are so easy. I'm trying to, I was trying to set it up to where I could get it to fall, like I was trying to put more down elevator in, so I could get it to uh, land the way I like it, like because I like to pull back a little bit as I'm landing, and then just like let it go and and work the rudder after it hits the ground. But uh, that thing was flying great, man. My P-51 I had flying great, and I started messing with it, and I, I was having trouble with it towards the end of the day, and that's the one that's, that's my $99 P-51. I bought that, God, like five years ago from mm-hmm. Nitro Planes, $99 with retracts, and I probably still use the same 3S 2200s in that from five years ago, but that thing's been in the trash like three times, and it's yeah. <laughs> trash tree tree yeah trash During the thunderstorm yeah oh and then <laughs> i wanted to fly my 570 i got one piece in for that and i don't know if we need to start a new segment on the show <laughs> called how yes. stupid is kevin or what did kevin do that was stupid this week i mean because dude i <laughs> you guys god bless you guys for putting up with me i freaking I have an oxy kit that I build. I get flying. I change over to icon and I still don't know that there's a pushrod tube where the belt is or, or there's a pushrod oh, cool. in the tube where the belt's no. going around. Yeah. Until that pops out. And mm-hmm. that was one of the dumbest things I've done. And, but I topped it this weekend. I, I rushed to put my 570 together Saturday morning. I just had to put my, I, all I had to do was put the, um, the blades on it and I had to fix like a, a following arm or a, uh, it's like a uh, anti rotation bracket on the swash yeah. plate. Yeah, following arm. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I go out to the field and I'm with Mike Longo and I'm with, um, Devin and I take the helicopter out and I start spooling it up and I, I, no, I didn't spool it up because I think I had the motor backwards. The uh, the motor wasn't yeah. spinning the correct way. I don't know, but I had problems with my one-way gear, my one-way bearing. So I'm not sure if that's completely my fault or if it was going the right way to begin with. But Mike looks down and he's like, dude, you got one of your blades on backwards. It's on upside down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. So we go walking back. And, of course, you can't do anything at the field like that without Devin... He's got the blade on backwards. I mean, it was like coming back in. It was like, uh, it was like breaking news. Extra, extra. Mm-hmm. Kevin's got the blade on backwards. So then we look at that and we take a pitch gauge. We get the pitch all set up. My one way bearing was, I had the motor spinning the wrong way or something. My belt was too loose. My tailbone, we did tighten all that up. I get it flying and we're like, it still doesn't look right. Something's going on. And uh, 
my one way bearing stops working and then just I autoed it down. And then when Devin picked it up, you could tell my my main grip arm was was really loose. Like it was just something that happened in the crash that I had. So I didn't even look at that either. I mean, I'm the freaking worst. I guess, you know, you know, I'm so used to the oxys and and crashing them so many times. It's just like, you know what to look for. And just yeah, I got yeah. I got to look for everything. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I mean, I am stupid. But uh, and I want to share these stories because I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, yeah, those, those helicopters, they're just the, the best of the best flies those things. No, I'm an idiot when it comes to this <laughs> stuff sometimes. And you can probably fly one if I'm if I can fly one, you can fly one. Uh-huh. So after that whole thing, I got home. I want to change my tires on the Jeep because I get four miles per gallon more with my road tires on uh, than those big monsters. So I changed those on the Jeep Saturday night. Those are 100 pounds a piece. And then I get all my campus stuff ready. And then Sunday I was bartending. And f- for my uh, for my nephew's wife's uh, bridal shower was at, at um, my brother-in-law's house in Rockaway. And I while I'm bartending, I'm flying my drone. I have my drone in the air, getting footage of the whole thing, just screwing around. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was nice. cool because... You know, I'm I'm sitting there at the bar, and I'm he's got an outside like cabana thing, you know, because mm-hmm. doesn't everybody, and <laughs> I'm flying the drone around. You're and I'm a like, lawyer, I guess. I'm above, yeah, I'm above the the house or whatever, and I'm I'm just getting some footage. I'm just like taking some slow shots, like moving up and pan and tilting the camera down, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And somebody come up, hey, can I get a Cosmo or something? I'd I'd put the the transmitter down, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, and I'd make the drink, and then I'd just go back to flying, you know, just leave it there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was pretty cool. Nice. And then, so then today in the hobby, I tried something special, something I've never done before. Uh, I finally took my balsa wing and I tried to re- do some covering on it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. How'd that turn out? Which was very interesting. It turned out actually really good. I'm surprised because initially when I started with it, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to turn out terrible and it's going to be very hard. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I got an iron a couple of weeks ago and then you gave me that, that clear red, um, covering. Yep, translucent red. Mm-hmm. So I did that like over the ribs and it, you know, it, it worked out really well. I started, you know, I, I watched the YouTube video. I mean, yeah, so say, did you watch videos on how to do it? Because you, you can't have to tack it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched like one video. I, I don't think I had the iron as hot as I should have when I first started. So I'm like, why isn't this tacking down? I thought I had it upside down or, you know, mm-hmm. the wrong way to begin with started tacking it down and it actually adhered very well to it. And I kind of got the hang of it pretty quick, you know, do one side, do a bunch of little spots and then like fill it all out and then just do the inside and it tightens everything up. And I got a little pattern. Um, I want to cut out of the white and yeah, it should be pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because you know, this opens up a whole nother avenue for me. Like if there's a plane kit that I really like that I want to build or, you know, something, I'd like a little bit more durable and not built out of foam, you know? Yeah. But you're working backwards though. <laughs> you're like, I know, okay, I know. let me do the covering. No, no, no. You, you got to do the build first. Cause that's the interesting part. When you start gluing ribs together, you're like, oh crap, this isn't lined up. <laughs> and it's already glued. You're like, shit, I got to well, cut yeah, it out. I've, I've done a bunch of repair, but yeah, you're right. I haven't, yeah, I haven't yeah. done a, done a kit yet, but just in my mind, like that was the hardest part was the covering. Yeah. You know, no, no. It, once you do it, it's just like building, rebuilding a nitro engine. At first, you're like, oh man, this might be a little difficult, but you do it once, you're like, oh, nothing. Yeah. Real simple. Same thing with the covering. It gets interesting. Just, you know, take your time with it. 
uh, I've burned some holes in my cover. Oh, you know, really? By setting it, you know, because what I do is I, I oh, tack yeah. it, and then I I go quickly with the the iron, but then I use a heat gun. So oh. the heat gun, you gotta be careful because um, that'll burn holes like instantly through it real quick. Yeah, I don't have a but, heat gun, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, and then uh, that was it, man. Just came up through the podcast. Nice, awesome, man. What are you right, so up I to? guess, uh, yeah. So Saturday we flew. Um, what did I fly? I flew to seven six six to the the Black Thunder. Uh, what else did I bring? Oh, I I hovered the six hundred nitro, and then I blew up to six hundred nitro. Um, <laughs> not really blow up, but so basically. Uh, you know, I was flying to 600 Nitro with Rob, and we're like, yeah, you know, I, I go up to Idol, you know, go up to, like, Idol 2 or whatever, and they just, the heli was kind of unstable. I would do pitch pumps, and then, boom, that, like, 45-degree um, wobble came right back. Oh, it did, huh? Yeah, so I auto it back down, and, and Rob's like, you know, you picked 600 model, like, the size, right, from on the Neo? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I did that and this and that. And, you know, it's like suggestion wise, like trying to figure out what to do. I'm like, all right, let me reset the model and try set it up again. <clears throat> um, inadvertently, I guess, doing that, reset my throttle channel, which I guess and maybe it was reversed or something. But, you know, as soon as I go to the throttle endpoints, I start smelling smoke. And I'm like, uh oh, this is not good. This is not good. You know, I'm oh, take the can of, yeah, take the, uh, you know, unplug the power, right? The receiver pack. And I'm like, all right. Is it the two of one that smoked? Well, that's kind of warm. And then uh, Rob was like, "It's your throttle server." He like touched the throttle server; it was scorching hot. So I was like, "All right, cool, whatever. I'll just pack it away." Later that or the next day, I'm like, "Okay, let's take a look at this. Let's try to get a new throttle server in there so I can get it ready for the fun fly." I plug in a new throttle server, and I'm like, "It's not working. It's on. The throttle is like." You know, the servo has power to it, so it's not moving if I try to move it. Right. But it's not moving. Oh, jeez. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, maybe it's a servo. Let's plug this servo to a cyclic channel, right? Let's see if that, you know. Oh, no, servo works. It's moving. Hmm, plug it back into the throttle. No, it's not moving. And I'm just like, ah, oh, crap. So I must have burnt out the throttle channel on the or the ESC channel on the Neo. Damn, I didn't think that was possible. Um, yeah, I didn't know either. I mean, I guess, I guess the right. old yeah, could be. servo just like backfed too much voltage back into the Neo, and it just, you know, whatever. Not sure why exactly how it happened, but that's my guess, you know. And that's fine, you know. This this heli, I'll have to kind of bench for now. So, what was up with the the forty five degree wobble in the blades? Did you ever figure that out? No, no. I put oh. new links on it, and the tracking was a lot better than. When we first, when I first made it, so I I don't know. I mean, the head has a bunch of mix match parts. Maybe something it's just not liking the mix match. So I'm gonna try rebuilding the head. I have new spindles. I'm gonna try, um, and and some new bearings and stuff. Just give it a shot. And the blades were new, right? Yeah, the blades are brand new. I mean, okay. I have another set of blades I could try if if this continues. Maybe for some reason I got an. I mean, maybe I'll weigh the blades, but maybe I, on an off chance I got mixed match blades, which doesn't normally happen. But I could always, you know, I'll, I'll weigh them. If not, I'll just put on the, the, the switch blades that I got. Okay. Besides that, I got my remote glow starter for the Cub. So, so this cheap $10 remote glow starter 
freaking works perfectly. <laughs> it works awesome on it. Um, so now what is that? Is that what you put the D battery in? No, no, it's it's plugs into your oh, it's, into it's the on field. board. It's on board. It right. clips onto your glow plug, and then you ground. You have a you know a grounding wire which I ground to the motor. Nice. So now I just hit a switch, and it glow. It starts to glow, and then I, I just like that. you know take my starter go and it starts right up, no problem. Um, I did a Facebook live video on it on our on our Facebook page, and it started right up. Yeah, you know. So I was, was amazed, awesome. dude. That started like first shot, boom. Yeah. Uh, sounded so good too, man. Great. It sounded good. Um, it stalled, you know, because I was messing with the idle a little. And then I started right back up again. Um, and, you know, if I had more room in the backyard, I was like, oh, I could probably drive this thing around. <laughs> oh, God. You know, hey. uh, you know I'm still going to that 12-inch prop, you know, just, just going around the backyard. You know that uh, cartoon Calvin and Hobbes, the, the silhouette yeah, with him yeah, running yeah. from something? Yeah, running, right. <laughs> That'll be me. Yeah, uh, but uh, it sounded good, you know. And so a couple of people, Andrew Snyder came on. And he was like, "Yo, it sounds good." One thing I didn't notice is that with the Neo, you can't look at like the vibration analyzer. It doesn't have it like it does. Well, it doesn't have it with the V plane software like it does with the Heli software, which I, that was new to me. Hmm. But um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I'm getting ready for the Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree, Chris Reibert's awesome event. Yes. It's freaking, um, I can't wait. I, I'm i starting to get all my stuff sorted. Like Rob has a couple of my helis already. So that way um, when I meet up with them, I'll just have a couple things to bring. But like I'm like, here's my Jersey Modeler fuel tank, my fuel jug. I got an extra gallon I'm bringing with me. You know, uh, I got all my batteries lined up, so I'm going to do a final charge tomorrow um, because we'll be going the next day. So I'll just kind of pre-charge so when we get there, I could like at least have a couple of flights in without worrying about a generator. I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I know. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to go myself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I do need to do some uh, shopping for it. I got to. I think I got to buy a new tent, but, but yeah, it's going to be great. And today in the mail, I got something. Uh Oh yeah. I got a goblin mini comet. Oh, you got that today, huh? Yeah. that came in the mail at like one something today. I'm like, yes, UPS guy came early. Thank you. It was usually comes around five or six. I'm like, um, not that I built it or anything yet. Um, but it was just cool to get it in my hand. Um, take out the canopy. Oh my god, this canopy is awesome. Well, what it's, do you mean build it? There's like four parts to that thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I went through the manual real quick. It's not much. Um, nice. And in fact, I probably have it built tonight if I had uh, my tail servo. So it uses a micro tail servo. So I, I didn't have any micros, only mini. So I had to um, order one. Plus, I don't have any success battery packs this small. So oh, I had right. to buy a couple of those. So I bought two 6S 1250 Pulse packs for them. And then uh, a BK, was it a 3005 mini servo? So, yeah, once I get that, which is going to be in tomorrow. So the post office is dropping that off tomorrow. So, Dude, I uh, can't wait to see that thing going. I'm going to have it built. And I already, re- <laughs> I already reached out to Diamante. And I was like, dude, I got my, I got my mini comment. He's like. Oh, we're racing. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, nice. let's race. 
Let's race at the Flood Fly. So, uh, you know, for all the listeners that are going to be attending this event, if you have a mini comet or three inch size heli, I mean, you know, whatever, oxies, mini comets, fireballs, um, let's do some speed runs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be pretty I remember, cool. Uh, the, old, the old inside heli with Chris there. They used to talk mm-hmm. about doing heli drag racing. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. That looked like fun. So, yeah, I mean, this, get, I'll do that. Yeah, I do think it'll be fun. I mean, yeah, let's let's just put a success in there. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> that's that's the only thing that you know. All these uh, comments and fireballs they run success. So yeah, you know, Fred, you got to see this thing. It's about I don't know what would you say. It's like twenty inches long. That yeah, about a foot and, a half. and it's so solid. It's so beefy. It's like yeah, and uh, it has weight to it. Like it's it's not yeah. Yeah. And the motor in it's the size of like a cocktail glass like jigger. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. It's like it's, it's amazing like a, how big the motor is. Yeah. It's like having like one side of a headphone like uh yeah. beats headphone like yeah. it's oh. it's how big yeah. the motor is. It's nuts. Yeah, it's and a, it's direct drive right on the shaft, the mm-hmm. main shaft. Yeah. It's it's definitely a unique design, unique look. Um you know, it's like the fuselage is beautiful the way it is. Yeah, and like I love it. It's like there, there's like a tail fit, but it's just the bottom half that you just glue on. <laughs> no. it's just, yeah, and and I was looking through the manual, and this is the first helicopter that they recommend using hot glue. So all you flight test <laughs> folks out there, <laughs> using some hot glue on this helicopter. That's great. Yeah, they hold oh, the wires geez. down inside the canopy. They're like, yeah, just put some hot glue here and here. <laughs> I was like, really? I gotta bust out my hot glue gun for. Uh, so all you helicopter guys get a hold of a flight test guy and say can he'll show you how to hunt yes he'll show you how to glue. awesome but yeah so yeah that's about it for me yeah i can't wait man nothing's and and it's gonna be nice because uh the imani has the red and black one and i got the the red and yellow one so oh cool Yeah, we got a, we got a chance to see him fly that already, Fred. Uh, yeah. Chris Diamante up at his flying field a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice! He had that, and he had the um, the fireball, the, the comet, and the fireball. Yeah, fireball. Yeah. Yep. Which are both about the same size. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the internal parts are similar. They're not. They're not like some of them are the same, but some of them are obviously different because it's not like um, you don't have a boom on that. This is more. Like a half of a fuselage, it's almost like a scale heli. When you ever see like a real like purpose built scale heli, you take the canopy off and like the 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 rest of the body's still like really on there. It's I don't know how to describe right, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like the nose comes part comes off. Yeah, almost. like just the nose comes off, but then the rest of the helicopter's still like this one piece, beautiful you know crafted fuselage. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. Can't wait to see you fly that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna go crazy with that one just because I don't want to crash it. It just it just <laughs> seems, you know. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be too too expensive. And I think I I hear from like Bert, you know, who Kyle Stacy crashed his, um, that it, it they they crash pretty well. But <laughs> I don't know. Like I just like if I have a crack in that, you know, in the paint job, I just I'll probably be pretty upset with myself. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first weekend you're flying it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our main topic here. All right. Season finale. Now, obviously, this isn't the podcast season finale or series finale or anything of that sort. Um, what we're talking about is our flying season, right? 
you know, up in the north, northeast here, um, I'm sure it applies for folks in the northwest even more so, is that as as Labor Day comes, as September, October come, your flying season kind of dwindles down, right? Like it's coming to an end. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Up here, now down there where you live, Fred, you know, it's We're a totally different story, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's finally nice and cool enough out that you're not sweating so bad that your eyes are, are constantly squinting through the uh, drops of sweat. Oh, boy. So, Fred, your your season officially starts like October-ish? Well, it's actually just now. I mean, we're now starting to get comfortable enough that you can go outside and, and fly with it. Literally, like if you're wearing sunglasses and you you know tip your head forward, I, I've got drops of sweat dropping onto the lens of the sunglasses right now. So um, we're just getting into the cooler weather where where that's not the issue, and and it's tough to fly when your eyes are stinging from sweat running into them when you can't see. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, you don't even want to leave the air conditioned vehicle to go out there and. I'm just real surprised that folks in Florida or just down south where it's very hot during the um, the summer months um, don't invent something like, I don't know, like an AC booth that they can sit in, <laughs> you know, like an all-plastic AC booth that just pumps AC and they can just <laughs> stand there and watch their plane fly or their helicopter fly. I, I haven't seen anything like that yet. Now, I've seen the, uh, the little soccer mom tents that they have that they use up north in the wintertime for, you know, yeah. RC flying. Um, mm-hmm. It would be kind of funny seeing a little portable AC unit hooked up to that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, now they do have. No, I've not seen it on the uh, flying field yet, but at restaurants down there here, they actually have misting systems on outdoor restaurants, like yeah. the decks, patios, yep. uh, with fans, and and it literally sprays a mist at you. I'm not sure how good that is for your electronics or your radio, but you know. They use that for cooling people off in the summer here. Fred's it's probably on their one now. <laughs> it's probably very similar when um, I'm flying in a blizzard and snow <laughs> is just shooting sideways onto my radio. Or you're flying out in the cold and the snot from your nose is running down onto your radio. No, they don't run. It, it stops halfway down. No. It's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get too far. <laughs> but yeah, Fred, they have those things in Vegas. I've seen those a lot, the misting things. Mm-hmm. They're good oh, yeah. on the oh, full yeah. side, but yeah, I don't don't know how they'd be in the electronics. I was gonna say, I bet it works real well there. Here, the humidity's so high, it doesn't evaporate off as well. Yeah. But there, with ORH, the uh, I'm right. sure, that, yeah, as soon as whatever mist hits you, it's evaporating quick and makes you cool. Yeah, yeah. and cools you down, right? So, so let's see how do, how does the north side of the United States handle the season ending? Right? Well, I mean, really, does it end? For some folks, I would say yes. For some folks, I would say no. Yeah, I'd say for most folks, definitely yes. Yeah. So I know a lot of yeah. folks that move indoors, right? That's an option. I know a lot of folks that the season ended when they got into multi-rotors. Anthony. Send your hate mail to <laughs> Kevin at Free <laughs> uh, No, I, I, got, I send him love letters. Thank you for getting into multi-rotors. Because you sold me that 690 that I love so much. <laughs> oh, you're talking to... <laughs> okay. You're talking about Anthony. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. But yeah, you're right. Um, uh, some people, like you, and most of the times me, uh, mm-hmm. we're out there no matter what, dude. Like 40 yeah. mile well, hour winds. Like, and I, I know some people look forward to it so they can throw the skis or the, the floats sure. on and the snow yeah. flying. But most people, I think, move indoors to, to transition to build season. 
Yes. So yeah. they could do two things, right? I mean, obviously they could brave the winter, go fly, uh, freeze their ass off. But the other option is, yeah, you go into hibernation and you build. Well, um, the other thing you guys are running into, too, is the days are getting shorter. You're getting out yes. of work and it's dark when you get home. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you yeah. take up some sort of night flying. Or you, uh, you know, wait till the days get longer. Yeah, there is no, um, yeah, there's no flying after work kind of deal. I mean, I, I don't, I don't normally do that. Um, it's always usually weekends, anyways. But yeah, like that's the thing you got to calculate for. It's like, okay, you go out there. Normally, you know, we might fly like you can fly to seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night easily, and still have good sunlight. But now, you know, winter's hit. On the peak of winter, you're like 4.30. It starts to get dark. You, yeah, it starts you know, at 4.30. Yep. Yeah, you got to cut your day short, you know, a lot. So, uh, which, you know, kind of equals out. It's freezing anyway. So who wants to spend eight hours freezing when, you know, four hours is about what they need. So, And I'd say <laughs> uh, sometimes I fly after work. I mean, it's probably more like three, four times a year. But I do. We've done it once or twice and just gone out there so yeah, I mean, unless you got a night rig when it gets dark mm-hmm. out. I, I actually kind of enjoy a little bit more. Um, I, I actually enjoyed both changes. Like I, I enjoy building. So when the, the winter comes around, I can, I can get more building done. And, you know, when the summer comes around, I get more flying done, that kind of thing. So uh-huh. I, I actually enjoy the, the difference. You know what I mean? Like, especially now that uh, I know I only did it today, but. You know, I started to mess around with covering and, you know, my garage isn't heated. So I'm sure that iron will keep me a little bit warmer <laughs> in the wintertime, you know? Mm hmm. Um, yeah. The thing I, I noticed is, um, for me, especially, doesn't matter if it's summer or winter, I build the same rate. Like I build the same speed. Yeah. So I'm like, before the weekends here, I'm like, I need to go fly. <laughs> I want to go fly. It's like, oh my god, it's gonna be forty degrees and the wind chill's gonna be negative ten. It's like, <sighs> yeah. All right, all right, let's layer up. I got you know, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be like Bill and get my car hearts all set up and you know, <laughs> get it, get it all hooked up. Um, you know, I thought about getting a heated vest last year to see like to keep that core temperature. Yeah, we were talking about that because my brother-in-law got one. I went to went to Giant Stadium a football game and and he mm-hmm. had one on man, and it was yeah. working really well. Yeah, and they sell them. They're not that expensive at like Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah, Milwaukee yeah. makes one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I figured, oh man, I should do that. Yeah. So I mean, I just fly. I don't. I don't care. I have one day to fly, pretty much, and summer, fall, spring, winter. I tend to do a lot more three D printing too in the winter time. Only because you know, summer you're busy. We're we're out there flying and a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and then I tend to uh, work on a lot of three D printing type stuff, more indoor stuff in the winter time. Well, do you think also you crash less in the winter time? Because I think I crash less in the winter time. Well, yeah, because I'm not flying that much. Well, yeah, Either. I mean I'm flying, but I'm not like you said. You know, our days are shorter. Yeah, but do you do you go more cautious because you're like you know. You don't want to get your helicopter wet in the snow, or you don't want your foam board plane to hit the snow. You well, know, yeah, I'm not. not I'm breath. not usually flying foam board in the winter time or my planes because once we get snow on the field, you know, unless I have skis on it, I can't fly planes. So that's when I usually fly. I'll fly helicopters oh, a lot more. That cub will see snow with skis. Yes, yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, definitely going to do that. 
I might have to do a vegan with skis. That'd be crazy. I'd be worried about getting uh, snow in the EDF and just burning out the motor or something. Yeah. I mean, the motor would be waterproof, right? I mean, precious motors technically are waterproof. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it won't be a problem. But, I mean, <clears throat> by then, hopefully, we'll have some, you know, weekend time that we might not fly. Let's build those balsa scratch build plates. Let's get yeah, those yeah. ready and put some giant skis on them and have fun, you know, you 3D put skis. And we'll, we'll get some, uh, it'll be fun doing that. Yeah. All right. So, so the north, you know, that's how we handle it. You know, you either man up and go or you stay inside. Um, I know, I know, uh, Fred was putting some notes in here and, and you want to go over some of those notes? Well, before we get to that, Fred, I'm curious how you guys handle the off season down south. Do you just not fly at all? Do you try and get out in the morning if you, or at night because it's so hot? Well, it's it's kind of like you guys with the winter. Some of the folks will tough through it. Um, the guys that have been doing the drone racing around here have definitely been troopers. I've noticed they've been out in all sorts of weather. Uh, I do kind of sh- shut down my sort of, uh, sort of flying in the summertime a little bit, partly because of the weather, partly because that's my busy season for work as well. Right. Uh, I've got the AC going pretty good in the shop now, so I can go in there and, and do shop improvements and and uh-huh. and changing around, moving things and and. You know, you guys have seen some of the pictures from that. Uh, I've been (laughs) rebuilding my cabinets and and all sorts of stuff over the summer now. Down here in the summer, you you end up basically going from your air-conditioned house to your air-conditioned vehicle to your air-conditioned job or store the other way, all the way home. Uh, Right. So you're not really getting acclimated to the heat as much. So, you know, going out and flying in that kind of condition is tough. Big thing is, you know, shade. Providing lots of shade, so you a lot of the easy ups, those you know, little ten by ten pop up tents, right? Uh, and then bring in lots of cold beverages. <laughs> that that's definitely a help. One of the things that I, I did post a video on is the lipos. Your batteries don't like being in hot cars during the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So no good. Uh, I carry my my batteries in um, tackle box, little plastic tackle box dividers, and I put them into a cooler with a couple of ice packs. Not ice, because then it melts and soaks your batteries, but the ice packs are good. Mm-hmm. And that helps keep them at a nice, cool temperature, you know, while they're in the car in between, you know, to or from the, the field. Okay. Hmm. That's a good tip. Cool. Literally cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed uh, this summer, I mean, it hasn't been, hasn't been like insanely hot or anything, but um, it, it does get hot in my garage, even with that little AC I have. Um so I might next year I might have to revisit the cooling situation. Um, it's going to be interesting this winter though what I'm going to have to do to keep that garage warm. So well, you know, what kind of insulation you got in it? Absolutely nothing. Plywood. Well, so, oh, that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I put some insulation in you know both the um, standard you know wall insulation in, and then in the winter time I've got the uh, styrofoam uh, sheets that mm-hmm. I've layered. And I, I've actually brought them down low onto the rafters instead of up in the, the beams of the actual roof. Uh, and that helps hold the heat down in that lower section. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, my issue is that, you know, everything is is, is bare. So it's like not just doing the walls, but I'd have to do something with the, the rafters and the ceiling. And, and yeah. I don't want to cover that up and, you know, and spending all that money. So, like, I was thinking about even just going cheap like R12 on the walls, but then now, you know, everything's going to leak out to the top anyways. Well, but, yeah. you got, you got beams going across, right? 
Yeah. Well, like I said, I just got the really cheap, cheap, the beer cooler foam style with the, the aluminum sheeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. aluminum Elective. sheeting on both sides. Okay. And then, you know, I just threw that up on top of the rafters and filled it in. And and then it gave me a little extra storage. <laughs> uh, I was able to throw some my you know lighter stuff up on top of that. But that was just enough to hold the heat. You know, because it's not like I'm trying to heat it to live in there. Just warm, no. warm it up while I'm in there working. Yeah, your hands are freezing. <laughs> yeah, so the, the sheets going across the top is enough to, you know, it, it holds the air heat uh-huh. to a degree. And it also has that reflective property where it's bouncing the heat back down to you, too. Right. Oh, I got to hey, try Steve, that. If, if you insulated the walls and then did that, did some form of that up in the rafters, man, that place would be fine. Be yeah. Able, yeah. Be able to heat that place pretty good. I know and then that. in the summertime, when you're not trying to hold that heat down there, you just pile them up in one corner, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it you know, has a little more circulation then, or yeah. le- leave it in and run the air conditioner. Yeah, or just run the AC and just keep it yeah. cool in that little box area. Yeah. Well, if you can do a, that, that's then, an idea. Hmm. Then throw some thin plywood on top of it, and then you actually use it for storage. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna do eventually. It's just I I gotta. The, the toughest part for me to do any like that type of work is getting the raw supplies, getting the raw materials to my house. Like yeah, you know, two by four, sure, I could fit a. I could fit a, a load of two by fours or two by sixes in my car because I can run right up the middle and it's it's enough for eight feet long um, strips. But like plywood, it's impossible. I can't get them in the car. I don't have like a roof rack to lay them on top and strap them down. So it's really you know that's the difficult part. I would have to get to you know the sheets of plywood and and have the Home Depot or Lowe's you know rip them down for me. But then it's like uh, I don't have for you know my my eight foot sheets that I want so yeah and how far is know. the store from your house? It's not far at all. I would say it's like a ten fifteen minute drive. I was gonna say grab the uh, that twenty dollar rental of the truck. Yeah, yeah, that's an option. Um, uh, you know, or, you or the other option is something bulk that you're not you know you're not paying twenty bucks dollar twenty dollars on a forty dollar yeah. purchase. Right. I would have to get like yeah, I would have to spend a couple hundred dollars at least, if not more. But um, you know, I don't know. I, I might, I might get a pickup truck soon. I don't know. Um, but oh, until man. then, I also have Rob. <laughs> Rob, let me buy well, a truck. The other thing is to look into. You know, we talked about it before. But buy one of those little cheap four by eight trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an option. I need to get a trailer hitch for the car. There's a lot of little things I need to do to build up to that. But I think um, this winter I'm going to probably tough it out. Like maybe I'll get those. Uh, you know, the insulation boards. Was that I could probably get Rob to help me just bring, you know, whatever sheets I need, like, I don't know, 10 sheets or whatever. Yeah. And then next year, I think I'm going to take everything off the walls because I have a bunch of tools and everything, kind of my blades, canopies, helicopters all on the wall. I'm going to take all those down, move all the tables away from the wall and the shelves and insulate with like just R12, just something cheap. I could get a whole lot. Um, And then I'm probably not going to sheet rock it. I don't know. I might just thin plywood over it so that way i could like bolt things to that and i don't know just make it easier yeah so yeah you don't have to shoot rocket yeah there's, there's gonna be plans there's there's always gonna be money spent on the garage getting it set up um my next thing right now i need to figure out is how do i get a tv mounted in there um but that's it's the but having a tv out of the way when i don't need it and not a, on the wall so I'm thinking about some kind of swing down thing from the rafters. Yeah, I was gonna say make a little hinge down. Uh, yeah, 
with a little pulley to bring it back up or, you know, gently bring it back down. Or maybe a hydraulic system, a little hydraulic pistons on the side. Oh, my God. Just mount it to the wall, will you? There's Get no wall space. With. I have no wall space. Ugh. I have no wall space. What is I it? Like, take- is it like the Steve's bar and grill? You're going to mount it to the ceiling? <laughs> it's going to be mounted to the ceiling. I'm going <laughs> to click a button. It's going to come down nice come and down? slow. With a button. Yep. Get an old garage door <laughs> opener. You can do yeah. with that. I got to get a garage door opener, too. That's another thing I got to get. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still a lot of stuff. So, anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess you could do shop improvements this uh, this yeah. winter. Yep. Right. And I'm going to build that profile plane, man. We got to do it. Yeah. I want to build that profile. I want to have, like, because I see Mike. I see our club president flying his uh, profile nitro planes or his 3D planes, and he just, like, whips it straight up. His, yeah. Corners on the sticks, it just looks so awesome. Yeah, he's got some moves for that thing. Yeah, he's doing and, it this weekend. Yep, and I'm like, I got, I got to try it, you know. And I want to have a nice balsa one. I don't want to spend a lot of money into it, and I have so much balsa. Like I have like a big box of balsa, you know, from Tower Hobbies. Like, oh yeah, the big the box, box of balsa. balsa. Yeah, and I'm like, I have all the balsa to build this. I just need to cut the ribs out, and that's going to be the hardest part, and get like a carbon. Um, piece for the fuselage. The fuselage is built off of a carbon uh, Can we main put bar inside there. Nitro motors on those, or are they electric? No, they they are nitro. They're nitro. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you get that's a little cool. gas tank on the side, and you put the motor mount on it. It's like that's what I want, man. <laughs> yeah. So you and I got to do it this uh, this winter for sure. All right. Cool. That sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about more on the southern part of the U.S. on how they. So I guess well, yeah, when it's really hot, people brave the, brave the weather. If not, then they wait, right? You, it's kind of their off-season. You build, you... Yeah, you got your air cool. conditioner going. You're building during that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're just now getting, like I said, into our flying season. So we're still dealing with some of the same stuff. It's your your shorter days and stuff. And I'm seeing a lot of my friends, they're, they're getting the uh, the night lights figured out. Um, nice. In fact, they're, they're using... They're, some of the L-wire is starting uh-huh. to get better. The... Uh, the little glow wire stuff. Oh, nice. And I've seen some pretty cool looking ones set up on the quadcopters as far as, you know, getting ready for some night courses. The uh, okay. LED gates and, you know, that I see a lot of guys going to like little small gremlin sized quadcopters and setting up gates for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, just out of a, you know, short strip of LEDs, they can hang them out in the, out in the yard or out the course. Um, so you see a lot more of the, the flying in the yard versus flying at a, at a public field with the small stuff for the quadcopter type right. stuff. Is anybody fashioning their their uh, LEDs or, or wire into a penis with a pee hole? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. Um, you know, a penis. <laughs> you know, you know what a penis is. <laughs> oh, we had we had Bert on, and he was talking about an early version of uh that they did on their helicopters and it was yeah, um, it looked it looked like a penis with a pee hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it had some animation uh, uh animation glow wire like flickering on sequentially looking like it's peeing also well no i think they, <laughs> back then they used the glow sticks or something right he was saying yeah, yeah. no they used they used the glow wires back then too the el wires that just but they weren't yeah. very good i guess but yeah sorry fred oh no quite all right I just enjoyed saying pee hole this episode. Oh, I know. For some I know. Very exciting. Pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So as as the season 
starts up for you guys. And I mean, so what does your season look like? Is it September to February, March? I mean, is that like your your peak season yeah, March, out in Florida? March starts getting warm again. And the other thing too is is you get into the, the what we consider the colder months. You have a reduction of the mosquitoes and things like that too. So that's kind of a benefit. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And this is northern Florida, like down where down Miami way. I don't even know what Frank does. I think Frank just he just flies, flies no matter what. Yeah, he it, just goes out. It's, it's cooled off some down that way too. I was I was like I said I was just down Tampa and it was mm-hmm. pretty uncomfortable down there. You're going to start seeing the uh, the flying events popping up now down in the south versus up north. You, they start shutting the events down up there, but you start seeing more of them down this way now. Oh, well, that's right. true. Are the big events like uh, Seth and Joe Nall, are they in the yeah. winter yeah, months? The, Seth, Seth is more of a spring event. It's kind of okay. like the the end of the season for us, the kickoff for you guys. Right. Uh, but Heffy, which is a big one at Hodges Hobbies Flying Field, uh, some of your you know your, your your bigger jet type stuff, the Florida Jets and all that stuff's in our what you would consider the off season. It's you know middle of the flying season for us. Okay. Uh, so. That's that's the nice thing is is you're, we're going into our you know flying event season so I'm looking forward to that. Cool, that's awesome. Fred wrote airframe mods. I don't I don't know what he's talking about for well, some with, stuff. In that your off season, you guys are you're playing around with different ideas. You're you're changing your airframes up a little bit. Um, oh, that's true. That's that's the yeah. time where you're you're doing the big you know your your big repairs. You know, or, or uh, structural improvements. You know, the stuff that you're like, you know, kind of put off all season because you've been flying that aircraft. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when a lot you can of folks do like a lot of the big, big maintenance items. You know, during yeah, that time you too. The, you're stripping the covering off to get it. The that one broken rib. It wasn't really worth fixing during the season if it's a balsa plane. But now mm-hmm. it's you know, go ahead and fix it. I've got yeah. a few. I got to repair. I got the cub and uh, my storch is a little bit broken, but the cub definitely. And I'd like to recover that cub. You're gonna keep it with the U.S. Army, though, right? The, the Army yeah, I gotta right? do that, man. Yeah. So yeah, that brings up another subject. Like I know now, I'm getting into the covering area. I can cover something in a solid color. Where do you get those decals? Do you, are they like similar to, you know, they're the stickers? They're just stickers, like you know, like yeah. you would put on a foam plane. Yeah, they're stickers like a foam plane, or you can some. I mean, if you want to really be creative, you can try to make them out of covering but the problem with covering is that they shrink when you heat them so um, it distorts right so you don't really want to do that um you know if you're doing like pinstriping and stuff like that you can they they make like yeah they make pinstriping tape i've used that before. no not even a tape but like you could take covering and you could take a piece or roll and you can actually cut like a three millimeter strip from it it's like a i forgot what it's called but you can cut that and then you could use that and stuff you know because so that way you match the like the exact color you have of your covering with like the pinstriping that you want or whatever you know right but um i I would say uh yeah majority of them just go with the sticker like even a cub i i got it i got all the number the end numbers on it and then the you know the the little lightning bolt thing that goes down the side um i put all those decals on there and it was you know it came with the kit so it wasn't anything much but just cutting it out and, and putting it on um, but it looks nice. It really does add to that, which I love. Um, yeah, no, I wonder where I would get replacements for the cub that I have. That's obviously a really old model. Like I could just measure the wingspan and, and start searching for yeah. you know, cubs and decal right. kits and whatnot. 
Exactly. You know, I would do that. Um, you know, like the three stripes and stuff that you could just you could make out of that out of oh, vinyl. You can make that out of vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So that's easy enough. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I could try too is um, I have a vinyl cutter, but the other thing I can do with the vinyl cutter is I could do print and cut. They call it. So I have printable vinyl, so you can print on top of the vinyl and oh, let it really? dry. Oh, nice. And then and then you use the cutter to cut like around it, so that way you have a like you know an isolated sticker. So if you want to do like 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 say you want to make your cub the Air Force cub, right? The silver, of the blue, and the the stars yeah. and everything. Like I could probably print out the stars and then cut that shape out. You know. You know, I think I'm probably going to stick with the green. I like the green, but I, I like, like the, the green too. Yeah, I like the black and white stripes. I like the mm-hmm. way it was done. You know, where I think the top of the wing was white, or the wings were solid white. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, do. I I, 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 I like that theme. That I think that's that's cool. I should make that a freaking nitro model. Get rid of that electric motor. I mean, save the electric for something else, and yeah, make it a nitro if you want. Yes, yeah. it doesn't take too much. A throttle servo motor, motor mount, and you know some. A fuel tank and some fuel fuel tube. Like it's not too much. Once you start getting into nitro, you start having these items. Um, maybe if you want, fly it until like the Ram Show comes up or MA East Expo, and then go there and get all like your nitro parts. There's the swap meets and the little vendors that they have there. You get right. some like a gas tank for a dollar. You know, like motor mounts for like five. Like you get everything super cheap, so you can fund that. You know, you can make that um, cup into a nitro later and, and yep. make it really affordable. Okay. Yeah, sounds good, man. So let's kind of go into a little bit about fun flies. Now, you know, you were mentioning and you did mention that, like, as the fun flies end up in the northeast because it's just too cold, nobody wants to go flying. Um, obviously, there's fun flies down south, right? So, you, oh, you yeah. know, you're mentioning the Hodges one and then, uh, you know, the Jets. And, and there's also OHB. That's a big one, right? That's in first week of December. I know there's other ones in, like, South Carolina and those areas that, that also have events during the, the off-season for us north folks. Um, you know, like, that's got to be cool. I, I wouldn't mind traveling to, to check out some of those events. Yeah. I, I've got a list of them on my, my phone calendar, so I'm getting – if I can get away from work for those particular dates, uh, you know, that that's <laughs> they're already listed in here for for easy reference. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a little different, too, than the ones up here in in a little bit of a respect that I know guys up here have the room to fly some pretty large stuff. But I think like when you get into the Hodges Field, you know, fun flies. I mean, I've seen some enormous stuff fly out, out of there. Oh, yeah. 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 They're running turbines out of there even. Uh, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So um, when is Flight Fest South? Yeah, I was going to ask that. November. I'm still <laughs> trying, to, trying to, to narrow down a date on it. Supposedly this week it should be out. This week the date should be out? That's what Josh said to me. So Okay. I'm curious. because So do they have a venue yet? Like, I'm as sure, right? Like, know, that's unless, why they're waiting? Yeah, unless something's changed. Uh, the... Um, the the airport that they did the paramotor flying at right. like mm-hmm. that's that's the rumor so, okay how far is that from here uh lake wales florida it's i don't know 40 minutes or so south of i think orlando okay so um yeah it, it's uh you know you could fly in and rent a vehicle or something i imagine it's like the middle of florida yeah it's okay. it's right in the center down there Okay, that's um, not too actually, bad. Huh? Actually, Tampa would probably be almost as close. Smack um, dab in the middle. 
<laughs> yeah, about the same distance from Tampa. Um, so it's pretty even. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's way away from Miami. But, yeah, it's just uh, right down the center of the state. It's probably only about two hours from uh, Port St. Lucie where, where we normally stay. Mm, yeah, maybe two hours to Sebring. Yeah. Yeah, it says hour and a half to Port St. Lucie. Nice. Maybe you need to take a trip and visit them in November. Oh, in November they're having it? Oh, I thought you said December. No, November is the time I was told. Okay. Ah, November, huh? I think it would have been better definitely later on, (laughs) like December, January, when it's like really cold for everyone up here and they're all fiending to go fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what the the reasoning on that is. Maybe the uh, later in the year it is down here, the more rain you get. Mm. Is, is, does that become a rainy season? I guess during the winter. It does here. I know that that uh, my park tends to to flood more in the winter than it does the rest of the time of year. So, right, right, all right. Let's see. Anything else to mention about how to handle to turn a tide? Huh. Well, you know, we were also talking about indoor events a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone sure. out to the Neff event in Ohio in Akron. What, like almost every March been out there? And I don't know if we didn't go this year. Yeah, we didn't go this year. But yeah, normally, you know, for the last couple of years, we have been going to that. Um, that's definitely, indoor events are awesome. That was because this year was only one day. I think they were talking about having it just Saturday. And we're oh, like, is eh. it? Yeah, we're like, yeah, we usually drive out okay. Friday, Saturday, and, and maybe fly a little on Sunday. That was yeah. fun. I had a good time at that um, event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that yeah, was, that's a, that's, was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. Um I think, uh, yeah, I, I think because we're doing so many other events that we had to kind of cut back on uncertain events. Yeah. Being yeah. one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, you know, you guys kind of get them crammed into a two or three month period because not only is it the nice flying weather in the summer up there, but that's when the kids are out of school. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. We tend to spread ours out throughout the wintertime down here because, you know, the weather's nice. And so they're on weekends anyway. So you just travel them for the weekend. Yeah. So if your club is lucky enough to have an indoor venue, though, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely want to. I know. Um, I think. I think Chris said that, or Steve Cashier said that they have a, they have a spot up up in, um, I guess Hudson or wherever they're up up in state New York, that they have a spot that they fly indoors during the winter. Um, we got to oh, try to make right. it up there too. That's right. Yeah, I think they did say something like that. And our yeah. club had had something going on with the schools. You know what amazes mm-hmm. me is that the people don't reach out to the schools more, more, more so, or some of the larger, you know, places and and find out if it's available. Like some of the larger, like I guess, I guess they use them in the winter time too. But I've seen some yeah. of the, the the ice skating rinks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Surprised that they don't have more events indoors. Yeah, I gotta actually see. Um, I know there's a club by where I used to live in Hackensack. Um, now I I don't remember exactly, but it was it was in the um the armory. Okay, but I think it was like a group of old guys that kind of went in there and and flew like Wednesday mornings or something weird like that. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting. I I, I don't yeah I don't see why more more you know say like a community college that has a couple of gymnasiums inside you know yeah. that have a space you know rent it out on on a day that they're not having an event or or some practice or something um well they probably never thought about it uh yeah yeah it yeah. could be that too I, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I know the uh, technical college down here is starting to look into uh, doing commercial drone pilot classes. So mm-hmm. you know, as they start seeing the, the possibilities of that, drawing people in for their classwork by letting them come in and do the flying, that, that might start happening. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Cool. Nice. All so, right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up the main topic here? Nope. Nah. Okay. All right. Maybe it will be a short episode. Trying. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> Every time we say it, though, it just never happens. That's why I, I kind of doubt it, too. Um, all right. Since we don't have a guest today, no top 10. So we'll go to news and announcements. News. news. And announcements. Who the hell is saying news? Me or you? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you guys are funny. I tried to to do it last week since you weren't on, Fred. I was trying to do the second part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was painful. Yeah, where are you? Hi, you've reached the Rochester Aero Modeling Society flying field. Please leave a message and we'll return your call. Hey, I just wanted to leave you a message and tell you that we need to work on the promo for the, uh, you know, the heli event that's coming up. Wait, wait, wait. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You're not the real Arnold. I am the real Arnold. Yeah, I'm standing right here next to Mr. Chris Ribert when you called. I know you, Mr. Funny Guy, you know, with all your jokes about, you know, the gummy bear of candy cornea and working out and, you know, the little helicopters. But I'm telling you, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, that's what any good clone would say. Oh, stop it, you idiot. You're a freaking ah. choir boy compared to me. Listen, you're nothing to me. I'm going to do the promo for the Rochester Aero Modeling Society. Yeah, you know, it's the 15th Annual Northeast Helicopter Jamboree. It will be on, you know, the Labor Day weekend, the 1st through the 3rd, in Maestadon, New York, or however the hell you pronounce that, at the Rams Maestadon Field. If you want more information, you know, ramsrc.org. Yeah, well, you better pre-register and you better do it now. Yeah, you sound a little old to be honest. Of course I sound older than you, you idiot. I'm 70 years old. Age is just a number. And listen, I will be doing all the S. Arnolds from now on, you idiot. You won't be back. Come hear me. Hear yeah. me now. I will take yeah, my dumbbells no. and I will yeah. pop your head like it was a walnut, yeah, you idiot. I'm only gonna tell you one time nicely. Get to the chopper. See you at the party. Okay, so news announcements. What do you guys got? Well, speaking of nitro motors and nitro planes, uh-huh. I was on, say it with me kids, Horizon Hobby. Hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they have a new Hangar 9 uh, plane, Valiant, out. It's a high wing, 69-inch, 10cc ARF. It's it's your basic, like, you know, tail dragger, high wing. Looks uh-huh. like a Cub. Looks like a little more sporty than a Cub, like a STOL, you know, type plane. But it says, um, yeah, you can hook up a two-stroke or four-stroke. I thought when you went four-stroke, you had to go a little bit larger. Yeah, uh, but this just says needed to complete a 10cc two or four stroke. So I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, that's what I saw. And it was only 250 for the kit. Oh, that's not too bad. Which is, um, I don't know, 250? That is a little bit. That is a little much. I mean, how much do you think my club is? For just the airframe, 250, though, dude? That should be like 150. It's 200. It's yeah. 200 it? just for the airframe. The um the sixty one, which is like I think uh I think it's like a sixty or seventy inch, you know like, what is it called? Pattern plane that I have the escapade. That thing is like two something. 
It's just an ARF. I mean, it's a sweet looking plane. Uh, it's got flaps and all that stuff, and it's you can put floats on it if you want. Mm-hmm. Seems a little pricey. Sorry, I'm usually I'm usually right in falling in <laughs> line with Horizon Hobby, saying yeah, it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that right. I was looking at. I don't know what else is uh, what else is new. Fred, got any news? Well, well, do events fall under this category? Yeah, they're an well, announcement. Met them through Flight Fest. Uh, Tim McMahon is announcing a night flight that they're holding in Rhineland, Missouri, uh, October 14th and 15th. So, like I said, here's that time of year where we're going into our night flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's at what they call the Herman Airport. He's got the description as airplane rides because it's a full-scale airport, oh, RC awesome. airplanes, drones, drone racing, flying RC aircraft in the dark. Imagine that at a night fly. Nice. Uh, via onboard <laughs> lights, yard games, light up yard games, Food, bonfire, please drink responsibly. This vent is <laughs> powered, so please feel free to tip your pilot and toss a dollar in the donation bucket. Uh, proceeds grow are going to growing next year's event. Nice. So, if well, I was in the area, sounds pretty good, man. Yeah. Definitely sounds like something worth attending. I mean, that, that sounds like a full festival, not just a flying event. Right, yeah, yeah. Games and bonfires and stuff, so. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Please drink responsibly. Uh-huh. Flight test dropped a little bit of a bomb on their most recent podcast. They're moving mm-hmm. forward with their destination location. Yeah. So excited to hear about that. I'm hoping that they open up uh, some sort of donation process to help contribute to it. Um, it. I think Josh is trying to, you know, grow that himself, not so much as part of the uh, the corporate side of things. Right. Yeah. I think him and his wife want to take ownership of that. Yeah, I'd love to see that be community-based. You know, if you buy a brick or whatever it is, I'd I'd, I'd be buying bricks for friends and, and stuff. So, Well, that's a good uh, idea. That's yeah. definitely something that I'd chip in on. Yeah, for those of our, our listeners that don't know, it's a 18-hole golf course that a woman had and kind of likes the whole flight test mentality and cause, and she said, I'll donate space that I have for nine holes and my clubhouse and another utility uh, barn area that they have. Wow to set up and it's supposedly from what they were talking about it sounds like their their vision is to have it a complete rc like disneyland cars helis planes everything um yeah being, obviously the focus more on the, the aviation side yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah what i'm excited about is I, i've been a big fan of hodges hobbies but you know it was a little bit i don't want to say lacking but there's things that that could have drawn more people in uh i mean, i i've always thought that if there was a restaurant on site that even if you're not going there to fly, you go in there with the kid, sit down, have a burger or a hot dog, watch the other guys flying. Um, sounds like he's wanting to do something with that. Uh, okay. he, he's he's going to have kind of like a, a not exactly a school, but a, a flight training uh, STEM program type uh, building on site. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's exciting to me. That's going to be awesome. Wow. We need more of that. We need more uh more education for kids that's not just straight from book to test you know dude we need more parent child relationship time yeah and Uh flight tests i mean it's just been phenomenal with that i know doing the customer service i i see a lot of it where the parent contacts me and says hey can you help my kid with this and then the kid is on and i'm talking to the kid working them through whatever their problem is so yeah that's that's kind of a cool thing on the customer service side um and i tell you I, I would think it would be so cool. I, I kind of threw the idea out to Josh, the uh, 
Andres that's been with them all summer long. Mm-hmm. Imagine having some sort of a summer program for gifted kids like him. You could yeah. bring in industry people and say, hey, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, college recruiting for, you know, colleges recruiting sports players from high school. You know, ha- having them come in and say, hey, listen, you know, you we like where you're going. This is what we'd like you to see you do in education, you know, some sort of, you know, mentorship or, or directing them. There's so many of these gifted kids. You, you see them on the forum and stuff that just blows you away with how smart they are, but they have not given any direction. And I think flight tests could help provide that. Yeah, very good idea. And, you yeah. know, just kids that are interested in, in full scale flight, like the kids that we know, like uh, Keegan Sponholtz and. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and Paul, uh, Paul Jennings, yeah, like they might they might have the you know the the knowledge of how to get my pilot's license, but where do you go from there? Like, what could I do with it after that fact? They might know that yeah. too, but you know, some networking could be involved to to you know streamline that definitely. Well, not just not even just the full scale stuff. I you know the commercial applications for all of it, not just the quadcopter type drones, but you're starting to see more of the fixed wing stuff coming up. Um, you know, the long range UAVs that, that they're, you know, you're going to see coming out, um, you yeah, know, pipeline true. surveys, prop stuff, you know, the, the stuff that they're doing with the drones for, for, and not just quadcopters for, you got these giant corporate farmland to be able to send a fixed wing aircraft up and patrol the entire property, go out there looking for cattle, go out there doing crop surveys after a storm or whatever. Uh, the data they're able to pull off from these these aircraft is amazing, and and there's gonna be there's gonna be a market for that for for people to design it, to do the software, to do the the I mean beyond the piloting stuff, there's so much out there, and I think that you know these kids like Andres and and others that that, that, that they're they're designers as well as pilots, uh, you know I think it would be a great opportunity for the the, the companies that are gonna be looking for these kids to have a central location for them to go to and say. Okay, you know, who's our next generation that's going to be doing this? Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not not to get sidetracked, but uh, no, yeah, I was excited about that tough. news. Yeah, um, I got a couple fun fly announcements I want to make. Okay. All right, we got the fifth annual RC Heli Nation Fun Fly. It is happening Thursday, September fourteenth, at nine a.m. Pacific time. And then ends at Sunday, September seventeenth, at five p.m. So this is the one that our our uh, RCHN boys throw. It is in Dayton, Oregon. Oregon, yeah. I can't pronounce this address. Oregon, 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 Oregon Trail. Um, there you go. Edgar Farms, Southeast Wallace Road, in Dayton, Oregon. You did fine USA. with that. USA. Hmm. Yeah, you did fine with that. That's RCHN5. If anybody goes to that, let us know how the guys are doing. Yeah. yeah. The godfathers of the podcast. Yeah. And they're going to have Miss Fod speak up there. Nice. So you could do your, your speed runs. We got the Pacific Northwest 3D trials. We got, and then they also got the bottle knocks, 60 second hover, auto rotation contest. And then there's a, the pilot registration. So definitely go check it out. RCFlightDeck.com for more info. Um, definitely if you're in that Northwest, uh, part of the United States, there's no reason why you shouldn't go to this. So yeah. And shoot us a we'll review. Check it out. Tell us how it was. Yeah. Let us know. Cause we're not going to be able to make it. No, unfortunately we won't be, but yeah, if you've gone there, um, 
yeah, let, let us know. Well, maybe we'll get you on the show. Talk about it. Be, be the the free fall RC roaming reporter. Yeah, please. There you go. <laughs> and then we have one other one that uh, I know I know uh, Arnold's been talking about a lot with. But yeah, I just want to say it again. It's the 15th annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Uh, the Rochester Aero Modeling Society throws it, and our very own Chris Rybert um, is the CD for it, and is the person that plans it, goes through all the stuff, you know, all this hard work getting this thing set up to to have um, such a great event. So those dates are September uh, 1st, Friday, to September 3rd, Sunday, uh, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, registration is still open, but we'll be closing on August 29th, so it's, that's that's when this podcast... That's today. Oh, that's today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you register? Eh, never mind. I did. Oh, you son of a bitch. I didn't I did register. register. I didn't. Oh, you got to register. It's like it's 25 bucks. It's nothing. Well, can I pay when I go there? You might not be guaranteed your shirt size. That's uh, so all right. Why don't you, why don't you log I'll, on right now I'll and you get it? it. Uh, okay. I'll do, do it, it after we're done. Do it Do it right now. I'll do uh, it after so we're for done. folks that want to register, Me? go to rcflightdeck.com. The event ID is 7631, or you could just look up um, the 15th Annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. I think I Googled rcflightdeck.com, and and what did I do? Uh, N-E-M-H-J, like the initials, and, and that came up. So, yeah, check that out. That's a great event. Yeah, we'll be this there. This is going to be our second year. Yep, we'll be there. We're going to do a live record from there. So next week's episode will be... From this, from this uh, fun fly, um, yeah, we got to call in Fred. We should get Fred to call in. <laughs> uh, let's see. The address is Rams Macedon location twenty five twenty nine Macedon Center Road, Macedon, New York, USA. Not a Macedon, Macedon, Macedon. Uh, I'll just uh, pre-record some. Uh huh. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, Kevin- really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Tell no, me I more. didn't hear that. Tell me. More. Yeah. <laughs> And I've seen Chris nice. Reams is already up there, right? Hanging with them. Yeah. This, so this past weekend they had uh, the um, airplane fun flight that they, oh, that's right. that they do out there. Yeah. So um, you know they got he was camping out there and doing all that fun stuff, and he did mention uh, to uh, yeah bundle up or bring some extra layers uh, at nighttime. What's awesome about this event is not just you know you got these pro pilots and all these sponsors and all this you know the, the pilot dinner is freaking fantastic. They got raffle tickets and and it's just three days of great flying helicopter flying. But you know they got sail tables and stuff which I like. <laughs> hint hint nudge nudge. Someone buy my <laughs> heli please. <laughs> um, the fireworks is amazing. I mean, you know I think <laughs> I think Chris uh, Diamani was saying his he. <laughs> He was flying his goblin. Got hit like three times in the air. Yeah, somebody's got some pictures of that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw some pictures online. Mm-hmm. So, so that's some awesome stuff. It's it's great. You know, if you're in that area, if you're in the Northeast and you have that weekend off, I mean, it's Labor Day weekend, um, and can swing it, definitely come by, check it out. Even if you don't register, pre-register, and you just come up for a day and check it out, definitely it's fun. Um, so cool. Uh, that's all the news I had. Cool. What's next for you in the hobby? All right. Ooh. We were all really busy writing our stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so, there's nothing ran, there. Yeah. Looks like we all have the same idea. On what yeah. We're doing. <laughs> now, so, yeah, Ram Show, right? We got that event, whatever. Not Ram Show, the Rams uh, Fun Fly. And I don't know. I got a, I got a helicopter to build. Yeah, dude. My cub is like, I would say 90% done. Like, I could fly it tomorrow if I wanted to, but I'm going to cut the windows and put the windows in there. I got a little pilot that's going to go in there, and it's not like a real pilot-looking figurine. It's it's a little cartoony thing, so it should be interesting. Is it a chick? No, no. It's, okay. uh, I, I mean, I, I'll say who it is. It's, uh, I got, like, one of those little pop art dolls or whatever they are, the big head things. I saw it at Target or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's oh. so cool. <laughs> nice. It was, um... It was Ash from Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, nice. So he has a chainsaw in one hand <laughs> and a shotgun in the other. Oh, you know? So I'm going to put, I'm going <laughs> to stuff him in there. <laughs> I, That's think, awesome. I thought it looked cool. I want to see if I could get his stuff it in there and like put a linkage to his head. So like when I turn the rudder, his head turns with oh, it. God. <laughs> you know, because mm. it does move. So, but I don't know. We'll see. I might just stuff him in there for now. Yeah. Shop smart. Shop. Yeah. Shop S smart. <laughs> <laughs> Love those movies. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Who else? What do you guys got? I'm going to an event. I heard about that. Dude, I'm just going to be m- mega busy, dude. I got to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to be editing tomorrow. Thursday, guys, last day is Friday, and I'm going to try and make it to his little gathering that they're having. But I, I don't know, because I still got to pack, because I want to get everything ready so I can come home, jump in the Jeep, and head out Friday. Oh, right. Yeah. I come back on Sunday, dude, and we're off to Vegas. Right. <laughs> Can't Should wait. Should be interesting. Are you bringing your table and stuff? Like, yeah. You pop bring up both your tables. table. Yep. Pop up both okay. tables. You got two chairs, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I should. If I should bring my table, it just has a lot of shit on it right now. <laughs> like, uh, I could bring my small table. I have a small table. Do you think we'll need more than one, or it's good to have two tables? What do you think? Yeah, it's good to have. We had, I think, three last year, or two two or three last year. I don't remember. Whatever. Whatever you want to bring. All right. All right. I'll, I'll move the crap off there. I'll bring that table. I have to ask I'll a serious b- question, though, at this point. Oh. Is Bill going to be there? Oh, man. I don't know. I heard he might be. Because he does some awesome videos. He sure does. <laughs> <laughs> You guys probably thought we were upset that he was going to beat it. No. Made a left turn um, yeah. with that one, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah. yeah. I believe he's going to beat her. That's actually where we met Bill for the first time. Remember that last yeah. year? How could I forget? Yeah. He was bundled up like he was in the Antarctic. It was yeah, like yeah. 65 <laughs> degrees out. Come find out. That's how he dresses all year round. Yeah, all year round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the kid from the Christmas story. Yeah, I can't put my arms out. <laughs> or Kenny. Kenny, yep. Yeah. South Park. Yep, yep. He's funny, Kenny. man. He's just ready to move down to Florida. Like, cause he's, <laughs> he's already, yeah, he's just like, he's cold when it's 85 degrees out. You guys were building uh, that helicopter and, and it was freaking 85 out. And, and he, he had his in, jacket on. He had his yep. jacket on. It was killing me. Uh, I want to try something. Well, I went over to hang out with the guys that are doing the multi-GP racing. They all have their tables. They have little folding tables. Mm-hmm. And then they have all their other accessories that's, you know, in addition to that. I had actually been looking at taking the hardware off from the bottom of those plastic folding tables and then building kind of like shadow box on top of it uh, for 
for work-related stuff, but I didn't see why that wouldn't work as well for this stuff. I don't know if you know what I mean by shadow box. The little, you know, it's a wooden box. The shadow boxes have a clear plexiglass face to it, but this would be just wood, uh, mm-hmm. and it'd basically be like a giant travel box that would fold up. Uh, you can put all your equipment, your quads, your your tools, and all that stuff inside of it. Okay. And then when you open it up, it's a table, and then you can slide the what would look like the tabletops to the sides and have all your stuff inside of it. That'd be pretty cool. I know what you're talking about. Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you watch some movies and stuff, and like the old medicine man, he'll like just the legs will fall out of the bottom, and yeah. then it'll be a table, and he can open it all up and have all his stuff in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be awesome, actually. Get a small I mean, table, that, carrying, small legs. If you're already carrying all that bulk, anyways, it's a table, mm-hmm. and then in addition to that, all your other stuff. Why not make it all in one? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. That's, like that's handles and wheels on it, and you could just you know kind of wheel it around. I'm not sure if you'd need wheels. I guess it could get heavy enough if you put a lot of stuff in there. But Yeah, if you're putting your charger, your radio, your quads, batteries, batteries, you know, even if, you know, you're talking about small little 4S, 6X batteries, but, you know, 10 of them, <laughs> you know, 20 of them, they start. Well, I think I'll be heavy. keeping the batteries separate anyways because, you know, they're in the cooler. Sure, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's what's next for me, I think, in the hobby. That, that and the, um, you know, FPV helicopter. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Can't wait to <laughs> can't, can't wait to see the progress on that. Any day. Any day now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna uh, work one, on that SC five too. Yeah. Fred. <laughs> one of the things I actually want to mention that um I am I, I did kind of start working on is uh Kevin got me this little box from his uh wife's work, the okay. little case. It's I forgot the company branding that was on it. But it's like a uh kind of like a Pelican case. Or so what's the one that um Joe uses from Rotocraft? The Nanook case, Nanook. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Nanook case is kind of like that, where it has like the the locks on the side, and it's a little bit bigger than a Nanook nine ninety or nine eighty or whatever, which one it was. Yeah. That he uses, but um, I have a I have a twelve volt power supply, computer power supply that I have. It's a small one. It's slim. Um, that I started hacking up the wires, and I'm gonna build that into my power supply. I have my old Turnergy charger. It's like a, I don't know, ten amp or twenty amp. You know, a little six S charger. And I have a, a progressive RC power charging board. All of that fits in the case. Oh, nice. So I need to just make a deck. And, and I don't know if you noticed it, if you took a good look. But when you take all that stuff out, even before you take all the foam and stuff out, um, you notice that there, like, there's, like a, there's like holes that stick out from it that you can put a top deck and screw it in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah which is freaking amazing. So That's it's awesome. like already ready, you know, for us to just build a template and. And cut something out out of plexi or laser cut or or three print, you know. And I noticed on the one I had, if I pulled out all that stuff, it was pretty deep in there. Yeah, no, I pulled out all the foam. It's deep. I couldn't get a, the power supply, the charger, and the parallel charger board all underneath that deck. So that way, it would you would only see like a little bit popping up on top, or however I want to, whatever height I want to leave it at, so that way I could um get to the buttons and the cables and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that thing. So I, I, I am making a, a power supply right now, or converting a power supply, I'll say, and I'll give that a shot. I mean, I'll probably ditch my Eternity charger and and get one of those ISD to um, DT little whatever model, the little chargers, you know, and that way I can also have leads going for a battery if I wanted to run it off of one of my you know 6S packs that 
that maybe I don't have time to fly that, but I could fly, I could charge like the um, Comet batteries with, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so that, that's something, you know, next couple of weeks, maybe a month I'll work on and get that going, which I need to talk to you about 3D printing since my 3D printer has been out of commission forever. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, man. I got to look up that. I got to look up the specs for that laser cutter. Maybe I could cut some yeah, on dude. top deck for that, you know, because it's not big. The the laser cutter build platform is big enough for me to. I just don't know how strong the laser is to cut through. Uh, laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. But yeah, that's about it, right? So let's. Uh, are we are we wrapping it up, or do we have anything else? Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. Plank it up. <laughs> <laughs> Plank it up. What did I say? I said that last episode, right? Or was it yeah. the episode before? <laughs> yeah, it was cracking me up. Okay, we are at 678 likes. I think this is saying that we're plus one. So we got a plus one. Um, and we have Stephen Case is that plus one. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Nice. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Facebook comments. Facebook comments. I was waiting to get to this because I actually have one this this week. Nice. <laughs> this year, I almost said. Um Andrew Schneider, our buddy that we met at, at, at Flight Fest, he uh, linked an event. I was going to talk mm-hmm. about it in news and announcements, but um, since he did it on Facebook, I figured I'd do a Facebook uh, comment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Quad Cities Children's RC Cancer Fun Fly, hosted by the Erie RC Club. And that's uh, September 22nd through the 24th at the Erie RC Club, which is... 8689 Star Road, Erie, Illinois. They say it's becoming um, one of the biggest RC air shows. All funds raised get donated to uh, a non- non-for-profit charity. $20 landing free, uh, dollar raffles, um, pilot-only grand raffle, and free public admission. Awesome. And there's a couple of our friends on Facebook that are going to that. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. awesome, man. Nice. Uh, anything we can do for the kids, men, and children's charities is is awesome. Yes, definitely. All right. Any other Facebook comments before we move on to website comments? Website comments? Wait a minute. I didn't even look at that. I'm busy registering. <laughs> Our buddy Bill, you know, we bust his chops all the time. I don't know if we talked about this. He sent us something real quick uh, via the website that, that was uh, – he has a video – and a a link to his uh, interview with Rich Knapp from mm-hmm. Oxyheli yep. or Links, whichever you prefer. So uh, yeah, go check that out. That's uh, yeah. Bill Bill Ann on YouTube. So thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Okay, let's see here. People of Podbean. Podbean. Yeah, I switched it up. I didn't want to say Podbean people anymore. I, I feel people of Podbean is better. Well, I guess everybody's out flying or on vacation because we got only a couple of things on Podbean. TH3S41NT25 started following us, and Gina Tucker liked episode 88, Heli Freak with Will James and Bert. Nice. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. And iTunes review. Oh, balls. Uh. I forgot all about iTunes. I'm slacking. I think it's all the pre-show fun we had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm firing up iTunes now. That was actually pretty quick. So I looked on iTunes and there is nothing new. 
on iTunes. Ding, ding, ding. Color me surprised. <laughs> yeah. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris. I'll be able to say it this weekend in person. I know. I'll be able to. Yeah. You know what? He's such a cool dude, too, man. Like, when he came down to that event that got rained out, Mm -hmm. I was sitting across the table from him, and I'm like, man, it's great to see him just because we're always talking to him and chatting on Facebook. It's just great to see him in person. So it'll be cool. I can't wait to see everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Let's see here. Okay, flight test forums off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, before see podcast next to the FT Community Cast. Hey, Patchola Mike. Hey, Patchola Mike. And I've been updating it. Oh, yes. Oh, I uh, I saw Joel in person. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went. I drove over to Orlando to deliver a radian to him. I bought at the uh, swap meeting. Oh, you, so March. you got a radian for him? Nice. I know he's been looking. Man, I must be the last guy on the planet without a radian. I know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I'm the sec- I'm the last guy, so you're second to last. I just use my Vigan instead, Fred. Yeah. To fly with those guys. Worked out uh, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, heard about that. <laughs> wasn't as well received as as you seem to be claiming. Mike Coolins didn't like it too much, but I just remember Mike's expression when you're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, when you guys did it, I'll, I'll fly my FT Vigan with you guys," and he was like, "No," and like he had his big smile and like a little <laughs> laugh in his voice, and he was like, "No, you're not doing that. No way." That's <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, rcheliehangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. Uh, I have not been updating that. I am still waiting for my mod rights on there so that way I can um, sticky some of the posts. I need to be able to sticky like the our who are we posts. And until I do that, I don't want to bump that post down too far by adding all the backlogging entries. I started doing like episode zero zero and zero one, but um I was just like, oh but I'm pushing everything down. So Wait um, a minute. You started doing zero zero and zero one. We're at ninety. I know. I'm going from the beginning. So p- people who haven't listened to the older episodes might you know they'll actually be able to see a little synopsis of that episode and be like, oh that sounds interesting. Let me go back to that episode. Okay. Mm. So it's not just for the people who subscribe today and then just start getting our, you know, this week's episode and then the next one and the next one um, might not go ever go back to the original episodes because they know that maybe it's all a lot of flight test stuff, but they might not be interested in. Um, but or, this way, you know, this helicopter crap is starting to wear me out. I want to hear about some flight test stuff. Exactly. So this way they can go back. You know, I'll start the list from the back, but I just want to. I need to, um, yeah, I just need to be able to sticky some posts. And I know Frank is working on that with his computer guy. <laughs> Slacker. <So>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I know you got your hands full. I'm a, you know, I'm yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Damn, Kevin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so once, once that does go through, I'll, I'll definitely start doing some mass importing, um, you know. To the point where, like, you click on new posts, you'll probably just see <laughs> from our <laughs> podcast corner come up. That's on that what first happened page. to me on the flight test ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I went to nice. new posts, there was like 50 of them <laughs> That's one awesome. day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. That should hopefully come soon. 
Um, all right. Thanks to our listeners and all the folks that left us iTunes reviews. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yes, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, free us, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Holy see crap, ya. this is a short episode. Here, <laughs> is it? An hour and a half. I have two hours, but yeah, I think we started around a uh, half hour. Eight so, right? uh, yeah, hour and 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah, that's still pretty short. Yeah. Let me stop my record. I'm gonna close down iTunes. I gotta, you gotta, I gotta clear out that cooler. Turtle right. mode. <laughs> What'd you say? Turtle mode. Turtle mode. Yeah, it's it's a new thing that they got in the uh, firmware of some of the the quadcopters. So when you land it upside down, it will actually reverse the direction of the props for a burst to flip it back over. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's so Turtle cool. Mode. Now, I don't know how well it's going to work in thick grass, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, all you need is, like, one prop to really spin up well to flip it back over on the other side. Right. Just one half, yeah. One half or even one corner, really, depending on, yeah, like, the angle. All right, so you guys ready? Want to do some recording? Yes! Yes! Yes, yes, yes. So is that a yes? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Are we ready? Oh, shit. I'm not recording. Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. We, we were doing good. I'm recording now. I got this thing on my finger. I can't tell if it's a wart or a splinter. So uh, I'm going to start digging into it during the show. Yeah. See what happens. Get the so, sandpaper out like Patrick. No. <laughs> nah. I thought about that today. I thought about pulling a Patrick. Sandpaper? No. Building a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you know, I could probably build a helicopter and talk. I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't. I can't do anything, nah. dude. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. I would just be sitting here, uh-huh. Yeah? Oh, wow. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah? Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, really? so you're building every uh-huh. episode then. Uh-huh. Yeah? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah? <laughs> really? And then you'd be like, Steve. Uh-huh. Yeah? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me on an episode. They're like, no, no, I'm still here, guys. That's right. <laughs> Hold on, the eggs are boiling. Fred. Thanks, Dud. <laughs> Fred cracked right. me up. I forget what episode it was, but somebody said, did you hear about that new, or uh, the 516 or whatever? Fred was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. No. I was... <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, shit.